you've been through From the bloody cross on top of Calvary To the beach of Malibu Everybody knows it's coming upon Take one last look at this sacred heart Before it blows And everybody knows Everybody knows Everybody knows That's how it goes Everybody knows Everybody knows Welcome to Crime Talk BK. This is your host, Joanna Perfitch with Megan Duffy. I'm here. We're here. We're here. Finally. We're, we're back. We're back. We're, we figured out our um, working from home, uh, jerry-rigged way of recording the show. Isolation um, workaround. Yeah. Yeah. Isolation workaround. Uh, so, Megan, how are you? How, give us a very silly update. If you uh, can, of how you're doing with our um, little like hot spot. I have been at home for this is day nine of self isolation. Uh, I'm very calm. My cats, you probably you'll get to see my cats. I'm pretty sure because they're they will be roaming around. Uh, the groceries are stocked. The wine is stocked. Cigarettes are stocked. I don't have to leave the house if I don't want to. Um, and I plan on taking a walk on the beach later. And you're feeling good. And I'm feeling good. How about you? Um, let me see. When did I start? I started earlier. Um, on the 10th? I'm on day 12. Okay. <laughs> and um, I am a little stressed, uh, but feeling better. Which is good. It's um, a stressful it was time. definitely, yeah. yes, it is very stressful. Um, it was, it's definitely been touch and go, but I'm starting to get my pep back. Good. Um, as probably everyone in the show knows, I am immunocompromised. And so I'm the person that needs to be in a bubble right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have a lot of people who are helping me out, including a very special friend of the show, Ashton Baker, who is floating around the apartment today um but he's a little uh podcast shy so will not he's, be joining us but he says hello is, he's our new tech support <laughs> yeah he's our new tech support um yeah i don't know I'm, I'm doing fine just wanting this to wrap up sooner <laughs> rather than later i think mm-hmm. we might try on the fire escape today that's a really good idea just get some sunshine on your face yeah, well, we don't have roof access from the inside of the building, but when the internet guy does maintenance, he uses our fire escape to get onto the roof. So we're thinking of maybe trying to roof it up, but I'm a little scared of heights. <laughs> I will report back next week. Okay. We can't, we don't have roof access at all. Oh, we should also say that we're recording this podcast a week before it airs. 
Oh, that's fair. Yes, we should let we should let her know. <laughs> fair point. So with, by the time this hits, I will be on day sixteen of isolation. I will be on fifteen. Four, yeah. Fifteen. Yeah, sorry. Nine days, fifteen days. Yeah. Whatever. We're gonna be like talking to a beach ball with a lipstick face on it. <laughs> I don't have a beach ball. I'll just talk to my cat. I'll be that lady. So I'll talk to my cats. Are your cats like super excited that you're home all the time now? Uh yeah. We had an episode a couple days ago. Beulah got a plastic bag stuck to her tail and ran around the house like her butt was on fire for about ten minutes. <laughs> I laugh oh, at it no. now. <laughs> Poor thing. Um, I don't, you know, they're, I'm sure they're wondering why I'm home all the time, but, you know, whatever. My friend was sending a photo of her dog because she was like, oh, it's time to go to work. And then she like opened the door and the dog got all like, oh, and then she closed it and like turned back and she's like, surprise. <laughs> and the face, the dog's face was of like purest confusion and joy. <laughs> Oh. And he's like this little pit bull, which so, and I think pit bulls always look kind of dopey. They do. They're so cute, though. <laughs> They're so cute. They really are. Um, I sort of wish that we had a dog. Um, Ash has told me that if I actually get sick, he's going to buy me a corgi as like a <gasps> consolation prize. Those are so cute. Very, very royal family, girl. I love them. Although I'm starting to, well, it's like I like their little corgi butts. They're like a heart. Mm-hmm. With the I don't know. I've just like been on the internet too much. I'm into corgis. <laughs> I take a. I, if I was gonna get a dog, I'd like a really big one, like a Newfoundland or a Great Dane. Mm-hmm. Newfies are cool. I love big dogs. I like big dogs in Texas. <laughs> Because there's more space. You can just throw them outside. Oh, I see you drinking your wine. It's not wine. It's a rum and Diet Coke. Thank you very much. It's Diet Coke. Rum and Diet Coke, yeah. Oh. My gin- I'm out of ginger beer, so we had to make do. <laughs> I have these uh, wine coolers in the fridge, but I'm trying to save them. Um, we're going to be doing um, a Pilates workout after this. Well, so you guys are I- ambitious today. <laughs> And Pilates workout, roof access. I have cleaned my entire house for this day so I don't have to do a damn thing. <laughs> I don't want to. Um, but def- so I have vanilla ice cream and I bought these cans of rosé. Cans of uh, cart- like fizzy rosé. Oh. And so I'm going to make a, a float. When I dump some, like a scoop of vanilla ice cream in with my fizzy rosé and drink I, it, be fancy. I also need a report back on that. Well, you know, I feel like some sort of bar, like rooftop bar in New York in spring would be doing that. So I'm just trying to live my best life right now. <laughs> Why not? Fair enough. It becomes super basic in times of crisis. <laughs> Everybody has. They've lost their damn minds. <laughs> oh, I have, all right, so for the show this week, we're going to try to keep it relatively light, although we have a uh, an update on Durst, Robert Durst, Robert, uh, and uh, R. Kelly, Robert Kelly, 
yeah, that's a short one though. So if we don't get to it, we don't get to it. Um, and then I've got this, I've got this murdering super from Bedsty. Oh my! Yeah. <laughs> don't get movie. like quarantined with him. <laughs> well, they picked him up since, so it's fine. Um, so my news spans the nation today. I literally was just typing in like dumb criminals because mm-hmm. I am on like a news hiatus. And so I have a, in the spirit of coronavirus, a toilet paper caper. Ooh, good call. <laughs> and then I just have like drunk people, Texans, people from Florida. Florida, Florida man. Someone threw a bearded dragon at somebody. Oh, that poor dragon. I think, in my mind, the beardy is traumatized, but okay. And then a job interview that went very, very wrong. Oh, I love those. And then also, I like I didn't even try to keep it in New York. And then also, like, most of this stuff did not happen recently. I'm like, 2014, weird crime. Perfect. It's hard... Do you know how hard it is right now to find true crime stories in the news? Like, there's, n- they're not reporting on crime. And you know it's still happening. <laughs> Did you see the sheriff who's like, guys, we really can't deal right now. Please just stop being criminals. <laughs> yes, yes. And that was like two weeks ago before we were all housebound. I don't know. I have hope. Although, I will say that when I go outside now, the only people who are still outside are people who probably need psychiatric care. Like, I say that seriously. Like, all the Bushwick homeless people have congregated in my area. It's not my neighborhood. It's business as usual down here. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. But they're all wearing, at least they're wearing gloves. You know, they're, they're wearing gloves and they're, you know, some of them are wearing face masks. Because but they're yeah. mostly old older folks, uh, but you know these people are they're they're so trained to go shopping just every couple of days, right? Because they want the fresh bread and they want the fresh vegetables and they want all that stuff. So, well, and they're like scrappy Russians. They've probably been through worse. Yeah, they've been through a lot worse. Like the, there's a pharmacy right across the street from my house, and it's uh, you know, I walk in there, I'm like, oh look, my floor cleaner. Oh look, toilet paper. Oh, this is great. I've got. Hydrogen peroxide. This is it's so good. We have a mom and pop pharmacy on our block, and everything's there. And then, like all the bodegas have stuff. Like mm-hmm. if you're having trouble finding things in New York, and you don't live in Manhattan, you just need to be a little creative. Manhattan's turning into a post-apocalyptic wasteland. So is Los Angeles. I talked to my friend last night. She said, "There's oh, really? I, I have to mail her yeast so that she can make bread." Oh. Yeah, so I'm going oh. to just, I've got, I've got like two packs of yeast, but she, I'm going to mail her Did like you cut out? No, I'm here. Can you hear me? Huh? No, you're cutting yeah. out. Let's get rid of the video. Okay. Turn video off. Damn, okay. that was fun. I know, it was so nice to see your <laughs> Um, but unfortunately we must do what's best for the show. Also, what's happening in your Skype photo? Did, were you, did you just like whip your hair around really fast or is it like a hat or something? Um, that's when I had, uh, three foot extensions in. Yes. <laughs> I, that was the day I got them. 
And my brother was like, my gay brother, who's just funny. He's like, give me some looks. Give me some looks, darling. So, yes. Oh, that's amazing. That was back in 2009. Now I have a, for the listeners, now I have a short black mohawk. A very spunky mohawk. Yep. It's called, it's called Style Evolution. Well, New York is sending love to L.A. I'm sorry to hear that there are my cousins out there. And, of course, we all have friends. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to mail her yeast yeah. and uh, a couple other things. But, yeah, I like, like that's silly. Like, she's like, you can't even get bottled water. Yeah. Well, Houston, where my parents are, is doing okay because they're all in denial watching Fox News. Well, actually, I'm not sure if like Fox News is necessarily covering this poorly. It's more that Trump is making some interesting uh, decisions during his press conferences to go off script and not listen to the CDC. And then did you see that recent press conference where one of the, um, one of the like health department people facepalmed during the press conference. <laughs> no, I was, he was like watching. standing behind Trump and Trump says something and he just like his shoulders slump and he puts his hands on his, his hand on his face. No, I stopped. <laughs> I stopped watching press conferences with the president. I only listen to uh, governor Cuomo now. Yeah. What's Cuomo is saying. So by the time this podcast airs, we will have been a week into New York city lockdown yeah we're official lockdown starts tomorrow right yeah um it doesn't but all essentials are still open grocery stores liquor stores have been deemed essential and i think laundromats are still deemed essential they're just gonna have to you know monitor how many people are in there so social distancing is is you know being Mm -hmm. done um i'm gonna start washing our clothes in the shower i swear to god Listen, I used to do that in college. You fill it up, put a little soap in, give it a couple of stirs, rinse, hang. I think it'll be just fine. It'll be just fine. I am fortunate to have a New York unicorn and have my own washer dryer in my apartment. Oh, I hate you. So I don't... The only thing I would need to do to go to the laundromat to do my down comforter, but thankfully I have two, so if it gets that bad, I could switch it out. <laughs> Yeah, we bought new sheets before this all started, and it's still in the bag. And I'm like, well, if our sheets get dirty, we can just... But who am I kidding? I'm that person that washes sheets every, sheets every six months. I mean, I have ten, pairs of, ten sets of sheets. So, yes, I wash them every six months, but it's all the sheets. <laughs> oh, you're so much better than me. I am not at that level of adulthood yet. I love a fresh set of sheets, though. There's nothing like crawling into bed with a fresh set of sheets. I just don't like putting them on the bed. Like I, I used to wash my sheets, my sheets every t- like every other week when I was when I would do laundry, and mm-hmm. then I would just spend two months without sheets on my bed. <laughs> <laughs> They'd yeah, be clean I, in the I bag. Have, yeah, girl, I have that level of laziness. It's just in a different form. Like so, I never fold my clothes, so I have the monster pile of clean clothes on okay. the end of the bed. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah. Well, um, just to circle back around to the fact that, uh, oh, sorry, I have to just tell you this because it's so distracting. So Ash and I have adopted two uh, morning doves. 
Mm. who hang out on the railing of our fire escape every day without fail. There's a pair of them. How cute is and that? And one of them just flew up to say hello. I want to get some bird seed for you. Yeah, I want a, I want to hang a bat house on my fire escape. Bats? Bats. <sighs> the world needs them. They eat the insects. That is true. The world does need them, but mm, I got to pet a bat when I was little. They're so fucking cute. Come on. They're very fuzzy. Our wildlife department and Katie um, was doing an event in the local library, and my mom was a volunteer librarian because I grew up in the 50s. And <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, they had a bat there, and we got to just touch the top of its head. It was kind of cool. There's, I think they're got to learn cool. about rabies. Yes. Well, yeah, there's that, but I think they're adorable. They are awfully cute. All right. Well, I support the, the bat, bat house. The bat house, yeah. All right. Yeah. So let's jump into it. Uh, why don't you get started with Robert Durst? Oh, so much going. Okay. Well, his trial has since been suspended, but there was a lot of testimony that had gone on prior to LA going on lockdown. Um, let me see. Boop, 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 scroll up. Okay, so, and first of all, I want to, all of this information came from my new favorite website, crimestory.com. Oh, I haven't new, been to that one. New favorite website. They are covering the Durst trial very closely, and I want to thank uh, Carrie Anthalis, who is the editor of the website, and she keeps a blog about the trial. So. And he's being charged in California for the death of his friend. Susan Berman, yes. Yeah, okay, got yeah. it. Uh, yeah, he's being represented. Letters. Yeah, he's being represented by the same guy that got him off in Texas, Dick DeGaron, right? Opening statements happened, let's see, like the uh, beginning of March. This, these are my mm-hmm. notes from like, these are my notes from the 15th. Uh, prosecutors took two and a half days opening statements and one juror was like why don't you just fucking play the jinx because it would be shorter oh my god (laughs) so prosecutors yeah yeah everybody's happy uh prosecutors argue that durst uh killed berman because she had allegedly helped him cover up uh his murder of his wife kathy right like so Mm -hmm. If, you know, if you need a brief recap, he that he's suspected but never been charged of killing and disappearing his wife Kathy in the late seventies. Um. So the opening statements, you know, he mentions uh, the cadaver note, which earlier on or late last year Durst admitted to writing, and um, and then he. Talk about the jinx ad nauseum, apparently. And, of course, the big thing about that is the hot mic statements that he made during the show where he was like, yeah, I killed them. I killed them all, basically. Right? Mm-hmm. I killed... I... So, um, three days later, Durst's lawyers get to do their opening statements, and they're basically arguing that there's a serious lack of evidence in the relation to Susan Berman's murder. Yes, he was at the crime scene, but he fled because he panicked. Right? Okay. I mean, he panicked yeah. because he killed her. I mean, didn't he 
kill that guy in Texas in a panic, too? Like, she doesn't seem like the guy to panic a lot. Mm-hmm. Knowing his Agreed. history. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is also the first time the defense has even acknowledged that Durst was at the crime scene. So that was a big deal. That was... We didn't see that coming. Um, let's see. So... Uh, one of the first witnesses was Kathy Durst's medical school mentor. So, um, so Kathy went missing like 40 years ago and her mentor testified that, uh, Kathy told her, should anything happen to me, you make sure you don't let the bastard get away with it. Mm-hmm. Meaning Durst, Robert Durst. She also testified that, uh, when Kathy had gone missing, that she had a very sick feeling that Rob was, Robert was involved, um, you know, but the cops did, as we covered in our, because yes, we did post the two Durst episodes recently. Mm-hmm. Um, you will remember that the cops did kind of a shoddy job in her disappearance and they just sort of took uh, Durst's word for it. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So. Let's see, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, uh, his brother, Thomas Durst, testified. Also, you know, frail. Uh, He's got, you know, he walks in with a damaged leg and he's wearing surgical gloves. And for most of his testimony, um, he was brought in to testify that his brother was manipulative and violent and sadistic. And peed in trash cans. Uh, That goes under sadistic, I guess. I, that's definitely, that will definitely help you social distance. (laughs) Um, Oh, my God. (laughs) For anyone whose office is forcing them to be at work today, this is always an option, I guess. Pee on the ficus. It'll be fine. Um, So he testifies that uh Robert uh like you know was very um coercive controlling to his wife barely gave his wife any money and um he testified specifically to this one incident about his brother's uh Robert's sort of predilection to violence and humiliation of other people okay this is part 2 <laughs> Of, of our uh, episode into the future, episode from the past. I don't know. We're going to be time traveling with this one. Um, yeah. So you were talking about Robert Durst. I was. And hang on one second. Okay. So where were we? Oh, we were talking about his brother Thomas's testimony. And we were talking <laughs> about. All right. So social distancing through, through, through peeing on your coworkers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Thomas testifies that he and his brother Robert and his their father Seymour were going to the Durst organization one day in that big fancy office building in downtown Manhattan. And uh and they were they were they went to the entrance, so he says, So Seymour goes to the revolving door first, then I go into the revolving door, meaning Thomas. And from behind, like a sneak, Robert takes his full strength. He was strong in those days. He took his full strength 
and shoved the glass and I went around and around and I fell out of the door and I fell out onto the street. He's on his knees and he's, and uh, Robert is laughing at him. It's like the funniest thing he ever saw in his life. Of course, there's another man who's sitting in the lobby on the floor who's now yelling at all the dursts and Seymour basically walks away like nothing happened. Um, that is supposed to sort of demonstrate Robert's sort, you know, sort of sadism for humiliating people. Uh, I kind of get it. Seymour sort of displayed uh, a lot of emotion when he was talking about this episode and how scary he uh, Robert got. He thought he Thomas actually felt like he thought he was he might die by his brother's hands at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the one other big takeaway on this is that Durst's lawyer said that he will take the stand in his own defense. Okay. Um, cool. We get to hear Robert Durst being Robert Dursty. I can't wait for it. He's like so I'm, weird when he talks. He's very strange when he talks. Uh, he basically, you know, he sounds like an 80-year-old stoner. Uh, um, I don't know. I don't know if it's a good idea, but he's going to do it. And I'm hoping this time the prosecutors slap down like more than one charge, which I think actually mm-hmm. they have, you know, because Texas sure. only, yeah, Texas only charged him with murder in the first degree. And of course the jury was like, nope. So, yeah, I mean, they have so much, there's so much coverage of him. And then especially after um, Harvey Weinstein, I think that it's like prosecutors are more interested in getting these like multimillionaires who think they can get away with anything. Yeah. You know, I think there's like more support behind prosecuting those cases than maybe there was before. Oh, yeah. Also, Since sometimes we Texas sucks. Just te- yeah. Well, let's all just give out a hot shout out to Harvey Weinstein's 23 year sentence because I don't think we got to do that yet. Thank God. And he's got an L.A. trial coming up, too. So. Hooray. What do you got, girl? Oh, okay. I was just waiting to see if there was more. Nope. That's what happens when we don't get to see each other on the Skype. I know. Anyway, do you want to hear about the toilet paste? Yes, I do. I do. (laughs) Okay. Considering, for? considering the times we're living in, I think everybody wants to hear about the toilet paper heist. All right. 18,000 pounds Holy of shit. toilet paper <laughs> was found in a stolen tractor trailer in North Carolina. What the fuck? All right. Um... North Carolina um, Sheriff's Department uh, sees this uh, semi. So the way that semi-trucks work is is that the truck driver has his cab. And then then he drives the cab, or or she drives the cab to a warehouse. And then the, um, the, the trailer cargo is just kind of hooked on the back. Right. So, I mean, like... I'm sure there's like regulations where they know what they're carrying. Um, but like, there's like this like distinction. 
which is important in this story because the driver had no idea that the toilet paper was back there. Really? So the um, driver had some like some like tags that were out of date or something like on his cab. And so the sheriffs pull him over, they open the back and they're like, whoa, why do you have 18,000 pounds of toilet paper? <laughs> That's a lot of toilet paper. As it turns out, all the toilet paper was stolen. There's some paper towels in there as well. And so it's, like, unclear if the driver knew he was hauling a stolen trailer or, like, what was going on. But I think that in the times we live in, someone, like, the Joker or whoever, like, hijacked a toilet paper shipment and did, like, a switcheroo or something. That's so crazy. It's black market toilet paper. 18,000 pounds. How much does one roll of toilet paper weigh? Not even a pound. Like, a four-pack doesn't even weigh a pound. So, this is like 50,000 rolls of toilet paper. Good Lord. That's probably more toilet paper than people in the town that he was in. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, the sheriff said it's not clear if the driver knew he was hauling a stolen trailer, so no charges have been filed. No arrests have been made. The investigation is ongoing. Do we know where the trailer was headed to? No. Hmm. It's like on a highway. Or at least they haven't released that information yet. I suppose it's possible that the sheriff's department is kind of sitting tight on some stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. They might not release all the information. I'm just like, oh my god. Anyway. That's a dick move. Just saying. Times Mm -hmm. we live in. Fuck that guy. Not the driver. whomever, Whomever stole it. Fuck that guy. Hey. Did you also see online that some scientists calculated how much toilet paper um, one person uses in a week so that you can, like, figure out how much you need to buy? No. Um, It's actually not nearly as much as I thought. I And he did put in gender differences because women do typically use more toilet paper than men. I disagree. Oh, you Uh, do? Based on my experience with the few men that I have had long-term relationships with, they use a lot of toilet paper. I use so much more toilet paper than Ashton. Mm. Yes. He's Uh, very environmentally conscious, though. Um, Honestly, to the point that it's kind of annoying sometimes. (laughs) Uh, I can say that. (laughs) Feel you, girl. Uh, I'm so glad I'm living alone during these times. Um, uh, yes, the two or three men that I've uh, experienced long-term relationships with have always used more toilet paper than I have. And I'm a lady, so I use a lot. Oh, my. Yeah. Um, I do not think that the dad took into account certain activities that some men might clean up with toilet paper. Well, 
<laughs> Sorry, that's where my mind went. We can just keep on rolling with the episode. <laughs> I was like, why would a guy use toilet paper? Anyway, um, all right. And then since that one was so short, I have a second very, like, funny, weird story for you. Okay. All right. So a woman was busted in Massachusetts for drunk driving, which is maybe not so unusual. There's a ton of dr- drunk drivers out there. But the way she was caught was spectacular. Mm. So, she's okay. drunk, car's running out of gas. She goes to a gas station, fills up her tank, drives off. What she does not do is take the nozzle out of her gas tank. Oh. And so, as she drives off, she pulls the nozzle, the hose, all of it. It just disconnects from, like, the gas station. And she was pulled over six miles Later. Girl. Uh, Someone just noticed this, like, car. And there's actually a photo of it. And it is, like, she has, like, six feet, eight feet of hose just coming out of the back of her car. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Although, like, it's not, I guess, you know, coming from a place that everybody drives, Minnesota, right? Like, so people do that when they're, I've seen it, people do that when they're distracted, but then, um, you know, they realize it shortly I afterwards. I've never seen someone do that. Yeah. Not six miles down the road. Like, oh my God. I know. Like, do you even well no. I'm that paranoid person who I won't get back into the car because of like static electricity I read that and I'm like how did her car not explode drivers Ed lied to me like when you're <laughs> in those classes they're like if you do not do everything 100% you're going to like blow up like a five mile crater where the gas station was oh, oh child I'm a child of the 70s and 80s and that's what it was like blood red runs up blood runs red on the highway like, come on. <laughs> you could kill someone or yourself at any minute. <laughs> just let, just, that's how I grew up driving. Yep. I think, honestly, that our driver's ed class was, like, trying to traumatize us a little bit. Like, some of the videos that we watched were just unnecessarily horrific. <laughs> that's the whole point. Scary's scared straight. <laughs> scared straight straight into decent driving like that was the whole point yeah it was like like, yeah it was like reefer madness but for driver's ed so (laughs) so bad so bad so Ah, um those are my silly ones let's uh throw back to you uh do you want i mean r kelly updates really short or I have the uh, murdering super in Bedsty. What do you want? Let's do arc. Do both. Okay. So, oh, hang on. Where's my murdering super? Let me or open that. Bink. I lost <laughs> the word doc. Anyway, okay. So R. Kelly, um, Brooklyn Federal Court updated his indictment recently. Just ahead of his scheduled trial in July. I don't know if that's going to happen, considering the state of affairs that we are living through. But 
the update, the update to the indictment said Mr. Kelly knew knowingly uh, had a venereal disease and had unprotected sex with one woman and one underage girl without telling them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. So the filing happened a week ago yesterday. Uh, mm-hmm. The government identified the disease as herpes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I know. Um, his counsel is like, that can't be, that's not, he doesn't have herpes. And the prosecutor's like, well, we have his medical records. And in fact, he does. Good thing about science, it's very easy to prove. I guess. Um, uh, in the response to that, uh, Mr. Kelly's counsel said in a very lengthy statement that his accusers are continually seeking to embellish their stories to make the alleged events as salacious as humanly possible. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a reminder to our listeners, Kelly has been in Brooklyn. Anyway, he's been charged under uh, with racketeering charges um, and inducing a woman to travel across state lines for the purpose of committing sex crimes. Um, and that particular charge uh, lists six victims. And then there's one cha- one charge of coercing a minor into engaging in sexual activity with him. Now he's so be- basically he's being held in federal jail in chicago and he he's trans transported between brooklyn and chicago to these hearings so yeah yep well i hate r kelly (laughs) i also hate r kelly um let me see if i can what happened to my word doc yeah but what's this landlord in bed-stuy who's uh, okay. Um, going full on purge on everybody. I'm just going to go off memory because I, I copied and pasted a bunch of shit this morning because I was so excited about it and something happened to my computer and I lost my word doc. Um, so guy's name is Derek Whitaker. Mm-hmm. He's a super up in Bed-Stuy who went a little off the rails emotionally when his... Mm-hmm ex-partner oh, I don't remember if it's girlfriend or wife um, met another man mm-hmm. and started seeing and him and their exes and they're, ex- they're not together anymore right so he oh my doorbell's ringing <laughs> should I hang on one second sorry girl hang on one second I'll just inter- I'll just entertain our uh, listeners with uh, this is going to be a surprise for Megan because the only time she'll hear this is when she is uh, editing the episode. Um, but I just tried a Kinder Egg for the first time. I think that they're English or something. Like I didn't grow up with Kinder Eggs. Okay. Uh, I've right. never seen them before in New York. Megan, I'm telling a Kinder Egg story. Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just telling our audience is I just recently bought a Kinder Egg for the first time right mm-hmm. before the shutdown, and they're wonderful. They're like 
this like creamy chocolate crunchy pudding thing that comes with a toy. Yeah. And so yeah. when I sent Ash to the store to buy emergency goods last weekend, he bought me a ton of, of Kinder Eggs and this giant bag of M&M's. I can get behind the M&M's. <laughs> it's like I can't drink, so I um, eat candy. <laughs> That's right. All right. So you were talking about um, this landlord. Yes. Okay. Derek Whitaker. Ex, ex-wife, ex-girlfriend, seen another man. Seen another man. Uh, so Whitaker starts stalking this other man for like four to six months. And then, uh, somehow he, I don't, he lured him to Westchester, shoots him in the head and then drags the man's body back to the building where he lives and works puts him in a barrel and lights him on fire. Uh, okay. Yeah. The fire department was called to the building this past Monday to put out the fire and he basically leads them through the basement and it was like, "Oh, look at the fire." blah blah blah. So while the fire department is busy putting out the fire, he dashes where mm-hmm. the police find him, you know, like a mile away. Uh, I feel like there's a few very obvious mistakes that he did. I mean, yeah, not a mastermind, right? So apparently the Daily News, you know, God bless the Daily News. The Daily News uh, in- interviewed the victim's family. And uh, let's see, the victim's name is Jonathan Blake. Mm-hmm. Um, they interviewed his brother apparently uh, shortly after this happened uh, when he was out on bail he showed up at the church that his wife, his ex-girlfriend ex-partner, ex-wife works at as an usher and uh-huh. Blake's Blake family also attends and um was like throwing himself on the altar screaming Jesus I've changed huh. and then and then took a seat in the spot where Jonathan Blake usually sits very strange that is bizarre yeah oh so this yeah the church thing happened before he lit the body on fire so the guy was miss Blake was missing probably Friday or Saturday. He didn't show up for Sunday mm-hmm. church. Right. Right. Yeah, that's great. Just, <laughs> yeah. it's like, you know what? I really need to just take, take this guy's spot and prostrate yeah. myself in front of the Lord. Yeah. Um, so Whitaker is charged with arson, concealing a corpse, hindering prosecution and witness tampering, which I think is the church thing. And he's uh, and but his rap sheet also includes 19 prior arrests, including robbery and theft and aggravated assault. So he didn't get charged with murder. He hasn't. Uh, he's been arraigned on murder as of Thursday, but uh, oh, but uh, his prior arrests include that. All that other stuff. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. He really gets around on the criminal record, doesn't he? I mean, yeah, he's like a fucking dream come true, right? Come on. Ugh. His mother even lives in that building, by the way. She's, she's lived there for like 50 years, apparently. Um, yikes. Well, anyway, you get to see that um, crime isn't slowing down with all the chaos. No. Like, well, at least no one in my building lit a body on fire. That I know of. No, we haven't, <laughs> we haven't had any fires in the building. Oh, I don't think that's going to happen. Let me see. Um, okay, so I have another good one. Because mm-hmm. um, we're actually starting to run out of time. So I'm just going to real quick on these last two. All right, 18-year-old Kenneth Kennard Manuel from Wilmer, Texas, which is just south of Dallas. This is, I think, a year or two ago. Um, oh, no, I don't want to do that one. So he decided to rob a police station, which is oh. great. Don't do that. Okay. But the one that I actually want to tell you about is one that I don't think I wrote down. Oh, this makes me so sad. Oh, no, here it is. All right. 24-year-old Dominique um, Breedlove uh, was going into a job interview at a Kohl's, you know, like just like a department store. Yep. And uh, so he had the job interview. And while he was walking through the shoe section to leave the store, he saw a pair of Nikes that he just had to have. Um, And it didn't have a security tag. So he... um, (laughs) went to his car and uh, got a Kohl's bag that was just like in his car from earlier, went back into the store, put the shoes in a Kohl's bag, um, along with an $80 um, women's pair of Nikes and $70 pair of um, Nikes uh, that uh, he told police later that he was going to give to his mother. Unsurprisingly, uh, he gets caught for shoplifting and that is the number one thing you do not want to do during a job interview is steal ah, merchandise. Well, yeah. I mean, again, not a mastermind, right? I was just kind of like, it's like, oh, oh, I think I really like nailed that one. And then you just like see a pair of shoes. It's like, was he getting a job there so he could like steal stuff? Probably. I don't know. <clears throat> and then how are we doing on time? We have a few more minutes. All right. Do you want to hear about the um, the flying bearded dragon? Yes. Okay. Poor little, poor little uh, guy. So I don't actually know what happened to the bearded dragon. I'm just going to say that he turned out okay because I need that right now. Me too. All right. Now that that's out of the way, this is literally the headline. Florida reptile store owner puts lizard in mouth, smacked employees with critter in attack. Oh. Smacked? Smacked. Mm. All right. So a Florida reptile store owner um, named Benjamin Herman Siegel. uh, (laughs) Ben Siegel? Any relation relation to Bugsy Siegel? I have no idea. He got into, I guess, a disagreement with his employees, and there is this video 
surveillance of Seagull grabbing a bearded dragon. At one point, he stuffs it in his mouth. He takes it out. He's, like, twirling it, like, around. He's, like, swinging it in the air. He's hitting his employees with the bearded dragon. What and is wrong with this guy? At them. What the fuck? I I I I I just don't even know. <laughs> that poor bearded dragon. Honestly, what did it ever do to you? He got charged with animal abuse. Good. Good. But I was like, it's like, okay, so you're getting into an argument with your employee. You're kind of hungry. You need a snack. What do you do? You put your hand into the bearded dragon aquarium and just take it out and start. Like, what? Put a fucking protein bar in your pocket. What's wrong with you? Like, I, like, couldn't, I couldn't believe, like, when I read the headline, I'm just kind of like, this better be the onion. Oh, wait, it's the Miami Herald. Mm-hmm. Or, <laughs> oh, well, that was actually the New York Daily News, but I'm sure that it was <laughs> covered locally as well. Oh, I'm sure. Um, And then I think my, like, favorite part of this very sad story is is that this uh, this reptile store owner was already notorious because um, in 2012, a man died during an insect-eating contest at the store. Ick! Why so, would you do that? Why? He was throwing an insect eating contest where the winner would win a ball python. And this man ate um, more than 30 roaches and he died choking on one. Oh, God. I. I, I, I think I'm going to be sick. Like that is Florida. I think I might be like that is so foul. And then so when they're like investigating this choking thing, Benjamin Siegel's like, Well, don't worry guys, the insects that everyone was eating, it was raised to be food for the reptiles. Oh, oh, that makes me feel so much better. Ick. Oh, I'm just like, shit. <sighs> oh, that's like my favorite. That's like, that takes the cake for me. I think that's better than the toilet paper when I was reading that. And I'm just kind of like, I cannot believe. It's like every sentence of that article was something that just made my jaw drop. <laughs> God almighty. Uh have you ever eaten an insect, like a cricket or? No, I sort of want to try crickets, but only if I'm in Mexico at a street stall. They're fried with lots of spices on it, and I'm drinking beer. I agree. I have to be kind of tipsy, and they have to be spicy and delicious flavor. Eat somewhere where everyone's just like, yeah, this is great. Like, eat it. Like, I can't yeah. just eat. I just, my uncle used to eat ants when he was like a kid. Okay, yeah, but I know kids that eat paste, too. Like, kids eat weird shit. <laughs> kids eat weird shit. Um, I agree with you, though. I would need to be a little tipsy or, like, 
Mexico or Thailand or something where it's just a cultural thing and here, have a cricket. A grub, on the other hand, I don't think I could get over. Have you ever eaten a bug? Uh, not intentionally, nope. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> I have had a few fly into my mouth when I was on the back of a motorcycle. Oh, my. But, yeah, no. Thanks. I think that there's a chance that I might have eaten one of those worms that are in tequila bottles. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's just like a fly larva, isn't it? I just, all I'm saying is that there's a chance that one of them went in the mouth. (laughs) I will neither confirm nor deny. Mm Well, it's kind of like, I don't quite remember it happening, but that doesn't mean that it didn't happen. I definitely remember at one point intending to eat to eat it. Right. So, tequila. I, I gave it up a long time ago. <laughs> nothing. nothing delivering alcohol? Yes. I did Nothing good comes between me and tequila. Like, nothing good comes out of it. So, I gave it up. Um, how do you feel about wrapping the show? I think we have two 30-minute segments. Yeah, we can wrap the show. Cool, and then we can just tag on um, some music to the mm-hmm. beginning or whatever. Do your thing, whatever you want. Um, have you tried any um, editing software? I, I downloaded Audacity. I'm kind of messing around with it. Um, so, so, help with it. Uh, yeah, I'll play around with it for the next couple of days, and if it's if we're in if I'm in dire straits, I'll tell you to do it yourself because <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. But um, I want to learn how to do it, and I have the time now. So. Yeah. And then, how are you doing, just generally? I'm girl. I'm calm. I'm fine. I am happy to be where I'm at in this apartment by the beach. Yeah. In this, yeah. In this neighborhood. I'm Yeah. I'm not. Now that I don't have to leave the house, I'm not that stressed out. Mm-hmm. And I really control the news intake. <clears throat> um, yeah. I think Bushwick's a little bit more. Well, we'll see. Anyway, I will keep you updated on life. Um, We should probably sign off. Okay. Thank you for listening to Crime Talk BK. Uh, Join us next week. From now on, we're going to be, um, we're still pre-recording, but we're going to be doing new episodes for y'all. Stay safe, stay healthy, and keep on listening. Wash your hands. (laughs) Definitely wash your hands. All right. Bye. Bye.